G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Now, the Bible Society is one of the nation's most iconic institutions and the, one of the oldest organisations in Australia. After a rigorous recruitment process, attracting around 70 candidates from Australia and overseas, the Bible Society, Society now has a new CEO. Grant Thompson has moved to the role after being the Global Chief Marketing Officer for Hillsong Global. He's had a 20-year career at Hillsong, first as a pastor, then executive pastor, and finally the global role he is just concluding. He has big shoes to fill, taking over from the outstanding leadership of his predecessor, Greg Clark. So it's our privilege today to hear the heartbeat of the new CEO, Grant Thompson. How are you doing, buddy? Good, thanks, mate. It's uh, great to have you on Vision Radio for the first time ever, and uh, we've been... Uh, talking to many of the team from the Bible Society over the years. Uh, so it's good to get to know you a bit today. And firstly, I'd like to start out, I, I understand that you still use the same Bible that you bought from a Kurong bookshop in your late teens. Is that true? That's actually that's actually correct. It's on my bookshelf, New King James Version. Wow. And, um, uh, well, I, it's, it's on my bookshelf. I'm currently reading an ESV, but I, I definitely kept it. It was the first thing i i really wanted to get my own bible and made a trek out to uh to kurong yeah uh and it was a, it's a beautiful bible leather bound it's got wide margins and it's just got it's interesting going back and looking in it and seeing you know all throughout proverbs and psalms and all throughout the new testament i know old testament just scribbling thoughts of a, a young kid you know trying to really um i guess you know grow in wisdom and grow in the word of god yeah and, uh that's cool that's wonderful, mate. Well, they say that the Bible that's falling apart is usually read by someone who isn't. So uh, yeah, right. sounds like it's a well-worn Bible. That's good, mate. Now yeah. let's let's find out about a bit of your story. So you had a faithful Presbyterian grandmother who prayed for you every day when you were young, and you grew up in a non-believing family. Tell us what life was like for you as a young fella. That was great. I mean, I, I had a good good home. Grew up in a good home, and uh, mum and dad and stuff. But we never really went to church. Never you know, Sunday school or anything like that. But I did have um, the first person that ever really prayed for me was my nana. I like to think she prayed for me every day. I don't know if she prayed for me every single day, but she definitely prayed for me when I was a kid, a young a young kid. And, and um, I was at bed, in my bed at night, she came in and prayed with me. And it really opened my heart up to the Lord, to be honest with you. Uh, and, you know, but that was just a kid growing up in a, in a home and then went to school and there was that... Um, at school, um, it was actually uh, Borkenhills Public School in 1980. There was a uh, a lady uh, who came. Well, the Anglican Church actually went and did um, scripture teaching. And Mum said to me at the time, she said, "If I ever say to you, what religion are you? Just say Church of England, or on a piece of paper write C O E." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's 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 fine." So I did that. Ended up in a scripture class, and the scripture teacher was talking about the five colours. So there was you know, black for sin, uh, red for the blood of Jesus, um, white for everything is made cleansed. Uh, I think it's, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, green for everything is new and, and gold for, you know, our eternal 
future in heaven. And nice. went home that night, prayed a prayer, and just felt washed white. I was 10 years old. Um, and, um, you know, didn't have a Bible, though. And like I said, it wasn't part of a church. So it wasn't until a couple of years later that um, my next-door neighbors, uh, who, who were Catholics, took me to a Catholic mass, actually. I went to a couple of Catholic masses and it was an interesting experience. I was 15 and I was a pretty, you know, pretty rebellious young kid, I think, at the time. But again, got, you know, the Lord did something in my heart then. And then it was a little bit after that that a friend brought me to a local uh, Pentecostal church where on a Sunday night, he uh, took me down the very, sat me on the front row and this guy was preaching called uh, Brian Houston and he gave an altar call and I stepped forward and uh, made a commitment to Jesus. Wow. Such a great story of uh, how different people came along at different times and sowed seeds, and then you, you got your you, you got across the line at, at Hillsong that night. How did your life change after that? I think I was I was one of those kids who you know walked home and I knocked on the front door. You know, Mum opened it up and I said, Mum, I just got saved, <laughs> <laughs> and, and she kind of freaked out. Her and dad were freaking out, like, what have you joined a cult or something? You know? yeah. And um and then but you know, and then I was, you know, a pretty radical young guy initially, and I you know, I think I took about forty of my uh, young friends over a period of time to the youth go to church and a bunch of them, you know, kinda of made some kind of commitment. I don't know where they all are now, but um you know, then then it was then it was just growing up, I think, beginning to learn what it meant to walk with the Lord and to get into the word of God and build a relationship with God and certainly had people come alongside me in those years and, and help me out. But, you know, I had my challenges and struggles and failures and mess-ups just like everybody else. Um, and I think, you know, God's really gracious and kind with us more mm. than we deserve and, you know, helps us through those seasons. Now, back in 1993, I actually taught drama uh, with the youth ministry with Phil Dooley at Hillsong Conference. And oh, awesome. I remember Phil was the youth pastor at the time. He had the long blonde yeah. hair. He's now in South Africa pastoring Hillsong yeah. over there. But I remember Phil was just this young knockabout youth guy. And I was, yeah. you know, I just moved uh, to Sydney from Coffs Harbour. I was at C3 Bible College at the time. And, and I remember right. thinking at the time, this church has got a big destiny. It's got, it's going to, you know, I just knew it was going to do big things around the world. And back then, I don't think uh, they'd even. You know, they probably just released a couple of CDs that you know we we were starting to sing their songs in churches back then, um, yeah. but you, you would have been a part of the church around those days. Did, did you yeah. did you have a sense that Hillsong was going to reach the world one day? No, 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 not at all. Um, people say that, and you know, I. But we were just a bunch of you know people, like young people, um, more mature people, yeah. kids, um, people who have been. Christians for a long time, and nobody, nobody had any idea that God would take, in particular, the music and take it around the world and do what He's done. You know, um, and it's the grace of God. Um, I can tell you now, there's just, there's, it's just got nothing to do really um, with any any individual being super special or super gifted. In fact, I think the exact opposite. I think God looks at the heart. Mm. And I think God takes, you know, what the world, what's foolish in the eyes of the world, and He puts His His grace on on either a community of people or a individual or a church, or whatever. And um, it's all got to do with His grace, to be honest with you. Mm. Well, let's move back to your story. So you came to Christ at that altar call all those years ago at Hillsong. Uh, what was your journey to getting into, min- into ministry? How did you end up in uh, as a pastor? 
Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I kind of I went through school and I had my challenges at school, to be honest with you. And uh, then, um, you know, just normal teenage challenges, trying to figure things out, trying to come to reality of, you know, all the normal typical doubts around God, all that sort of stuff. So I went through those seasons. Towards the end of school, I remember uh, laying uh, in my bed and really struggling with a bunch of issues. Um, probably today, in you know, we'd say um, mental health type issues, depression, stuff like young people are very common. Trying to figure figure life out, and um, I remember at the end of uh, towards the end of year twelve, um, just making a decision. You know, in the Bible. Jesus talks about if you're going to make if you're going to build a house, count the cost and build on the rock, not the sand. And I just remember really feeling I had to make a choice. I had to choose to pursue Jesus and build my life on the rock, and that meant for me at that time saying no to you know certain influences and friendships and stuff, and walking away from those. And, and that meant really making choices about sowing in, really getting involved in my local church and stuff. So I certainly made that decision. And after school, I. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So, I, and you know, friends were going to university, and I just knew that it wasn't the right step for me. There was nothing that I was that interested in. But ended up doing an electrical apprenticeship for four years, and um, I think one of the best things I, I, I've done. You know, teaches you to grow up and get in the real world, how to get a job. Uh, and then towards the very end of that period, I um, was thinking, well, what's next? And I wanted to move into, you know, some kind of sales role. And honestly, I think, you know, God just opened up a door and uh, I got a role in a, you know, major pharmaceutical company in a sales role and went through then, you know, a bunch of in-house training for, you know, a number of years and ultimately, um, you know, did internal courses and ultimately went to university and ended up doing an MBA and then went into the sort of more corporate marketing side of things. And then an opportunity came up uh, in, in our local church for me to come on staff and um, and it had been in my heart for a while I used to meet with my you know my pastor with Brian every year and just sort of look I have this sense in my heart that I'm supposed to be in ministry and uh, and a role came up and uh, it's funny you know when opportunity comes up you've got to think oh okay do I really want this because at the time it meant like a 55% pay cut <laughs> so it was like okay um, yeah, but look, I made the decision and um, stepped into a role there on staff as, you know, it's really a sort of a junior pastor um, and, you know, heading up, you know, the small groups and the, you know, part of it, uh, part of the church. And then we restructured a whole lot of that and we began to oversee all the small groups and, and then the midweek life of the church with the missions and new Christians and that sort of thing. And then a few years later, I ended up being the executive pastor um, at our Hills campus there, which is kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of, the, if you see Hillsong on TV, you, that's probably the auditorium you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I ended up. Uh, and, then, and, and during that period of time, I also um, did a, a Master of Arts in Biblical Studies. So, so I really wanted to get a solid foundation in the Bible. So I did that work on the side. Wonderful, mate. Well, it's been an exciting journey of how the Lord has uh, used you in many years in ministry. And now, Stepping into the role as new CEO of the Bible Society, tell us a bit about how this all came to ha- came to you know, came to pass. Yeah, I think, well, I had I had been in a role. The last role I was in with Hillsong was um, really looking at some of the the, the international um, messaging around our conferences and our college and our music and our books and 
you know, that sort of stuff. And I felt towards the end of that season, um, that was the last six, seven years, that, um, you know, really my contribution was sort of had been made in terms of um, being a member of staff. And, um, you know, I was, you know, seeking the Lord about what's, what's next. And I saw the role um, for the CEO of the Bible study become available. And I kind of sat on it for a while and prayed about it. Uh, and I, then I just really felt like, you know what, Lord, if, if, if this is of you, you know, you'll open the doors. And if you open the doors, I'll step through them. And so there was obviously clearly a number of steps in the process and interviews and, you know, psych tests, that sort of thing. Uh, and and the, throughout the whole process, I just felt such a sense of peace. And I kept, I just kept saying, Lord, you're sovereign. And if you, if this is of you, then I'll step, you know, step into it. And ultimately, uh, long story short, got off of the roll and um, you know stepped into stepped into it and started here last Tuesday. The first of October was my first day, and I'm genuinely humbled um, and really excited about um, being here and about the opportunity to help with a great team uh, help lead the Bible Society. Well, it certainly is a great organisation, the Bible Society, and a lot of people probably don't realise you know, how extensive it is, you know, Bible translation, distribution, engagement and advocacy, both here in Australia and with uh, United Bible Society partners around the world. Uh, you also own Kurong Bookstore uh, and is it Eternity Newspaper as well? Uh, mm-hmm. you, you've really got so many different areas. Um, what's, the, uh, what's some of the lessons you've learnt from being at Hillsong that you're planning to apply at the Bible Society? Well, I think um, you know the first the first thing I'd say is humility. I think you've got to understand that you know we're standing on the shoulders of giants. To be perfectly honest with you, and um, you know the Bible Society, you know, is Australia's oldest living organisation. Um, you know, it was it was founded before the banks. Um, you know, before I think the Bank of New South Wales was the first bank, but Bible Society was founded just before that, uh, really by a bunch of significant people in Sydney who, who cared about the future of Australia. And I think, I think having a humility to, un- to understand and respect and honour the past, but yet also having a passionate vision for the future to reach you know, new generations of people and the next generation of, of people in Australia so that the Bible Society's impact and its influence um, really just continues to increase. And we can get the Bible to as many people as possible, including Indigenous Australians, uh, um, in as many formats as possible, whether that's people still reading a paper Bible like I do every morning, or whether that's in a digital format, um, you know, it's reaching people in whatever way we can, and also really being a servant to the church. And it's not so much about denominations or tribes, but really serving every possible uh, denomination with the Bible and with the Word of God. Uh, Now, uh, Grant, I'm also curious to know a bit about the Centre for Public Christianity, uh, which is also under the umbrella of the Bible Society. You've just appointed Tim Costello in a new role there. Tell us a bit about the focus there. Yeah, that's right. He's he's coming on um, with uh, CPX, and CPX is really an advocacy group. um, And, well, you know, advocacy, yeah, team and and really advocating for uh, Christianity and its validity and they work with young people in schools and podcasts and really just 
getting out there in the public square, in the public domain. And Simon Smart heads that up. He's a brilliant guy. And, uh, you know, he'd just do a fantastic job, I think, engaging with current issues and current thought in Australian society and internationally. Uh, and we're very, very uh, thrilled to have uh, Tim Costello as part of the team, arguably, you know, one of the most influential Christians in Australia. Yeah, well, it is It is brilliant. I actually was really impressed. I saw him on uh, ABC TV recently. I think he just released a book or something, and uh, they had him on Q&A, and they were asking him about his Christian faith, and he's very bold in sharing about his uh, conversion story and, and coming to faith. And, uh, yeah, very, very outspoken uh, and, and presents himself very well in the media. So good to see uh, Christians from uh, from different backgrounds uh, sharing their faith on TV. Good to see. Uh, now, the other big area that uh, you're going to be working in is, is a Kurong Bookstore. Now, uh, Kurong is, uh, is probably, you know, by far the biggest Christian uh, book distributor in Australia and a bookstore in Australia. Uh, and I know that they have, um, you know, a, a great uh, history of uh, reaching people with, uh, with Christian products. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, your heart and your passion for Kurong. It's funny, um, I bought my first Bible I, uh, ever, really, my first ever significant Bible. I actually went to Kurong and bought that Bible and um, actually had seen one of the pastors uh, on, on our church carry it. And I was like, wow, that's what, I need to get myself a real Bible. Like, pastor, you know, so I drove yeah. to Kurong, bought myself a Bible. But maybe five years before that, I just really started, you know, going to church and I was about 15 and fifteen or 16 and, and an kid in the youth group, an older guy, said, hey, come with me, we'll go to Kurong. And I said, well, where's Kurong? I thought it was a suburb. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 it's like a Christian bookshop. And I went there, and I, my eyes were like, wow, this is amazing, you know? <laughs> and all these books on faith and theology and music and, and all that stuff. And, um, and so, you know, Kurong really has been, I think, not just in West Australia, but all the Kurong stores over Australia, in addition to all the other, you know, Christian resources, uh, centers and, and bookshops, including you know the one you guys have, they're really out there to resource Christians and resource people with, um, you know, equip them really mm. with the Word of God, the Bible, books about the Bible, uh, memoirs like Tim Costello's just written his new book a lot with a little. You mentioned that, so many other books really out there to help encourage and build up and really equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, here at Vision Radio, of course, we've got Vision Christian Store, which is our online store. And one of our biggest um, areas we've been promoting is Superbook, which is this brilliant kids' Christian series. And I know that uh, we distribute that, actually, to Kurong. I've been to Kurong and seen the Superbook section there at the uh, the kids' section. You know, they've got Colin Buchanan and Sean W. Smith and Hillsong Kids yeah. and all that, and Superbook. Yeah. So I've got to ask you, have you... Have you, are you addicted to Superbook yet? Have you seen any Superbooks? Do you know what we're talking about yet? I love it. You love it? You're into Superbook? Yes. Fantastic. Good deal. I just wanted to make sure I put in a good plug for that because, you know, yeah. I, I know that's a big area. We're, we're trying to reach the next generation with the gospel, hey? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I'm also curious to know about Hillsong music. Uh, you've been a part of Hillsong for over 20 years. What's your favorite Hillsong songs over the years? Is there some that have really spoken to you over the years? Oh gosh, that's such a such a great question. I mean, it's so difficult. I mean, I was actually there at the church service. We were at the Randwick Racecourse. I think we'd been kicked out of our church building for some reason that we were renting back in the day when uh, Darlene Check first uh, led the song "Shout to the Lord" at church, and it was just one of those songs where you just thought to yourself, "Wow, this is an amazing song." But then, you know, to see what the Lord did with that, 
and you know reaching people and churches all over the world and then of course you know so many different gifted songwriters Reuben Morgan and um, you know and then of course Hillsong United to be honest with you I'm a bit of a Hillsong United super fan I love you know United and Joel yeah. and the boys Jad and JD and all that uh, so anything from United I basically love um, but in all seriousness the song that I've had on repeat um, on Spotify has been the latest song by Aiden called No One But You. Okay. I think it's no, yeah, No One no One But You. Yeah. And it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful worship song. So so Aiden's one of the young, cool guys in Young and Free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is that a Young and Free song or is it in on Hillsong Worship? I think Wor- it's actually, um, I think it's under the brand of Hillsong Worship. Okay. But yeah, he's, he is definitely, exactly, a young, cool guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids love Young and Free and there's, re- yeah. there's re- on YouTube, we just have it on repeat, all the Young and Free video clips and my... My daughter dances to them, so I, I've seen a lot of Aiden over the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, it is amazing how they've got Hillsong Worship for us old people, um, Hillsong United for young people like yourself, <laughs> and then Young and Free for our kids. You know, it, it is great that they're reaching uh, different generations, isn't it? Hey, that's right. Well, you need you, you've got to keep reaching the new generation. I thought, I thought I'm sure if you told the Hillsong Worship people like Brooke and uh, and uh, Ben, that you know that they were reaching old people, they would not be too happy. No, but. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we've got Eris on the line. How you doing, Eris? Yeah, good, mate. G'day, mate. Have you got a question for Grant today? Yes, I have. Go Can for I it. Speak to Grant, please. Yeah, yeah, Grant, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. All right, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. How, how did Hillsong or where did Hillsong start? Yeah, a great question. It was. It would actually actually started on the fourteenth uh, of August in nineteen eighty three, and it was started um, in uh, the Borken Hills Public School uh, Hall, and services started started there. And uh, it was um, Brian and Bobby Houston had you know they sort of planted the church, uh, and they 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 started a few other churches um, uh, around the area. One in Liverpool, they'd taken over one in Liverpool. It was almost gone. Started that, revitalised that one on the central coast of of, of Sydney, and uh, then started the hills. And the hills campus just started to really grow. And it was clear, I think, from day one that you know God's hand was on it. And um, and then you know they started to record music, uh, and songs started to begin to get out and move out around the world. And um, uh, and then you know it's the influence of the church just kept going and and um, started other campuses uh, and uh, has has kind of gone from there. Mm. So the big one at Mount Cravat, Mount Cravat in Brisbane. That's right. Yeah, Mount Cravat. So Mount Cravat was um, was a was formerly a, um, um, a independent um, Assemblies of God church that became an ACC church when. You know, when Sims got, you know, renamed itself as as Australian Christian Churches, and then the, I think the opportunity came up there where they needed a new senior pastor, and the church uh, membership all voted, and uh, in 2009, I think it was, they voted to become um, a part of uh, Hillsong Church and under Brian and Bobby's leadership, and so that church has, um, you know, God's graced it in the last couple of years. It's grown significantly and you know there's uh, a couple of campuses in and around brisbane uh and so yeah it's one of the great churches up in that area there's other great churches 
in that area reaching, you know, what is, um, you know, a very fast-growing part of Australia, southeastern Queensland. Mm. I go to a church at uh, West End. Um, uh, it's not Hillsong, but it's... I think they're Greek. They worship on Saturday, that's why I like it, because God <laughs> tells us to worship on Saturday, and most yep. churches worship on Sunday, and that's the one thing I do not understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people have a conviction of clearly, you know, you've got denominations that, that see that as a real priority. And I think it's, I don't think the Lord minds, to be honest with you, either way. I think the principle of honouring God and putting him first on that day of the week and keeping that day of the week as, you know, separate under him, I think is definitely a biblical principle. And I think it's a really important thing, whether you do that on a Saturday or you do that on a, on a Sunday. I think, um, I think the fact is that doing that is the main thing. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much for your okay, call. Mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks God bless. And if you'd like to call through and join the conversation, our guest is Grant Thompson, the new CEO of the Bible Society, and he's been a part of Hillsong Church for 20 years uh, as a pastor, and he's, he's on the Australian board for Hillsong. Uh, we've also got uh, Colin from Bundaberg. Uh, I should just give out the number. This is the number to call, 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to call. Hey, Colin, how you doing? Hey, I'm excellent. Yourself? Good, mate. Have you got a question or a comment? No, I actually have a comment. I actually um, was in Hillsong Church for a number of years, and uh, I do remember Grant um, while he was there, and so I was pretty excited when I heard that he was going to the Bible Society. So I just wanted to uh, congratulate the Bible Society on appointing Grant and uh, Grant on the appointment, because uh, I think that's going to be an awesome opportunity for him, and I think he's going to do great things there. So well done, Grant. Oh, mate, thank you. Very kind. Too kind of you. I <laughs> know. Uh, I really appreciate that, and I, I'm really honoured and um, uh, and excited to be here. And you know, really believing that the best days are ahead for for the Bible Society. And again, understand. I, I just feel like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, and so much phenomenal work has already been accomplished. And uh, we're just believing, and quietly, quietly confident that you know God's hand is on us for the future. So, yeah. Thanks, mate. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So that and that humbleness is part of why I say it's been a great uh, appointment for the Bible Society to have you there. And I do remember oh, you from uh, Hillsong days. It was a, a yeah. very humble person that uh, that was there. So yeah, really good, really good appointment. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks for your call, Colin. God bless. Okay. God bless, boy. And if you'd like to call and join the conversation, maybe you've got a question or a comment. Our guest is Grant Thompson, the brand new CEO of the Bible Society. Uh, you can call now on 1-800-316-316. Now, a lot of people call at the end of the program in the next 20 minutes. Don't put it off till then. If you've got a question, call now, 1-800-316-316. Now, Grant, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. So... Hillsong, we know, is Pentecostal. It's, uh, you know, very much a spirit-filled organization and, you know, and uh, a lot of people view the Bible Society as a conservative evangelical mission and um, people were probably surprised. Oh, hang on, they've put in a Pente, they've put in a Pentecostal guy in it at this conservative evangelical uh, mission. Um, tell us, has there been much kickback or much feedback that you've received because of uh, this uh, this uh, decision that's been made? Um, most of the feedback's been, you know, very positive and, and, and really encouraging, I think. Um, look, I think when it comes to um, doctrine, you know, and, and theological positions, I'm, you know, if, if you, I'm 
pretty conservative. If people said to me, you know, like, how do I view the Bible? I'd say, well, I have a, I, you know, have a high view of Scripture. If you want to use the words infallible and inerrant, I would say yes and amen. If you want to use the words uh, accurate and authoritative, I'd say yes and amen. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that the real um, focus uh, for me really is not so much around uh, the doctrinal issues, but more about getting the message of championing the Bible, um, you know, to tell people about the love of Jesus. Mm. Um, that's, that's really what we're about. And we're really about serving all churches and all denominations. And I, and I, you know, would like to think that for the average person out there who, you know, who's maybe questioning or seeking God or asking questions around faith or around, around Jesus, I don't know that, that particular denominational lines are the, are the issues that they're that concerned with. I think Mm. what they're mainly concerned in is, well, hang on. Is God real, and, and what's the message of the gospel for yeah. me? And it's, you know, I think it's the message of it's the grace of God yeah. for all of us, and you know, me and certainly, especially me. You know, it's the grace of God that you know any of us are here, and um, and so I think the Bible Society is championing the love of Jesus. Yeah, that's and good. Whatever particular denominational background or tribe you come from, around your you know, particular doctrinal uh, emphasis, I don't think it's as important for us as you know, we see ourselves as serving all churches and uh, all denominations. Yeah, that's good, mate. And, you know, I'll, I'll just make a comment on that too. I've been in ministry for over 20 years, similar to you. Uh, and over those years, um, I would definitely say 20 years ago, there was a big difference between the Pentecostals and the, the uh, uh, you know, conservative churches, you know, um, and... But nowadays, you've got a lot of Pentecostal churches that are a lot more conservative, uh, and a lot more conservative churches that are a lot more charismatic than than some Pentecostal churches too. You know, so um, I think that you know the, the lines have been blurred between denominations over the years, and I think it's a good thing because we really need to get back to. Uh, I remember when I was at Bible College with Phil Pringle, he said, "Major on the major things, minor on the minor things." And the major thing is Jesus, the gospel, the word of God, the infallibility, infallibility of scripture. And uh, that's good. Now, we've got a few calls we're going to get to here, Grant. So we've got uh, uh, Rod from Queensland. How are you doing, Rod? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Have you got a question or a comment? Um, yes. Um, I've been listening to uh, Hillsong music since Jeff Bullock, the original um, Hillsong worship team. Mm-hmm. And I've been to numerous conferences over the years at the um, Homebush there and um, listen to their music all the time. And I was like, when you hear them speaking in those situations, they talk about um, being united and the body of Christ being united, which is great. But then I see that Hillsong have separated themselves from Australian Christian churches and... Mm-hmm. Um, become their own denomination, perhaps, or something. Yep. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was a big news story uh, that we covered here at Vision when uh, when Hillsong um, left the ACC. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Grant? Any comments on that? Yeah, it's actually a good question. I think um, I think there's um, there's there's two parts to that to that answer. The first is the mechanics of that, and the second is the heart of that. So. If I could talk to the mechanics first, the reality is that Hillsong Church has um, about a third of its um, 
people, its members uh, that attend churches are in Australia, and the remaining two-thirds are outside of that. Wow. Internationally. And so you've got, you know, you've got um, pastors and, 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 and youth pastors and pastoral care pastors and lead pastors that need to be credentialed and, you know, we, that has to be managed in terms of, you know, legislation and stuff in each different country. So that has to be administered, and it is now by the Hillsong Global Board. So there's a practical requirement to to do that. Now, the other side of it is is that the heart and spirit of that decision is that Hillsong's actually not left and isn't leaving the ACC and still contribute significantly financially into the ACC with our dues and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it's it's our tribe, it's our friends, it's our, you know, it's where Hillsong came from. Uh, and so it's just been a process of trying to figure out how that fits because it's a bit of a new wineskin, I think. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, we've had to figure out with the ACC, you know, how that, what that looks like. Uh, and, but I know that, um, you know, you've got Pastor Wayne Alcorn, who heads up, you know, as a national president of the ACC, and you've got Pastor Brian Houston, you know, senior pastor of, of, of Hillsong Church, a great mate, they're great friends. Mm. Uh, and so it's just been a matter of how do we make this relationship uh, work, given that we there are friends in our family, we love them, but yet we've got this practical issue of having to credential pastors and you know internationally as well. And so um, it's all the details are being worked out. And uh, but essentially, the bottom line is we're not leaving the ACC. Okay. There you go, Rod. Thanks so much for your question, mate. Radio, thank you. God bless. Bye. And we've got Andrea from Albany in WA. How you doing, Andrea? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Um, good morning. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whether this question has already been asked before because I've just joined in. Um, what I just want to ask um, your thoughts about um, Christians who pay um, too much, um, um, I suppose, um, attention on what sort of uh, versions of the Bible they have to use. Um, I've been to uh, different churches where in some... Um, people would only go to Bible studies that mm-hmm. use the King James Version or, um, yeah. So, and I also want to ask, what sort of translation do you use when you're translating, um, you know, the English uh, translation into different languages in different parts of the world? Grant, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, if you think in broad terms around biblical translation, you've got, um, you know, you can either do what I'm sure there's a more technical word for this, and the Bible scholars out there I'm sure will correct me. <laughs> but you know, you can go word for word translations, or you can go thought for thought. And so, if you think of that along a continuum, um, you know, at one end on a sort of a word for word, you'll have like the New American Standard Bible, which I particularly like, but some people find that the translation can be a little bit formal. And if you go all the way up to the other end, you've got you know, uh, paraphrase translations where, you know, things like the message where you've got a whole lot of uh, interpretation that goes in. I personally read the ESV. That's the Bible I read every morning when I get up and, you know, spend time with the Lord, have my quiet time. Um, I, I think it's a good, it's a good balance. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I find that, that good. And a lot of translation work, a lot of it's going back to original languages and trying to translate those languages into 
uh, you know, the donor language. So it's really about um, working with scholars and, and academics and experts in those areas. It's a time-consuming process. The Bible Society is really passionate about that, in particular uh, reaching out into indigenous um, uh, languages as much as possible. There's projects we're working on. Uh, we want to certainly look to find ways to increase that, uh, and, and also not just in, in Australia, but outside of Australia. We're working with them uh, and funding other multiple missions, uh, organiza- um, initiatives uh, around Bible translation. Yeah. So is there a particular translation that you use to translate, let's say, from King James Version to the Chinese language? Well, we would... You would be, you wouldn't necessarily be working with the King James version. You'd be going back to the original Greek and the original Hebrew and starting from there, and then working into the donor language. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. What what version do you like to read, Andrea? Um, King James. King James. Version, but I've got an NIV as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your call today. God bless. Thank you. God bless. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can call through on 1-800-316-316. We've just got a few minutes left until Focus on the Family is uh, on air soon. And our guest today is Grant Thompson, the new CEO of the Bible Society. You can call through on 1-800-316-316. And we've got uh, Glenn from Kinglake in Victoria. Hey, Glenn, you got a question or a comment? Yeah, I've got a question, basically. Um, Grant? Well done on your appointment, first and foremost. Um, Bible Society's been around for years, and I guess when most think about the Bible Society, I think about like putting Bibles into people's hands. Can you explain to people that really don't know much about your organisation briefly what your your mission statement is, and the fact that the second part of that question is you've been around for years. What um, what sort of projects are you looking forward to to take into the next you know, decade, so to speak? Yeah, first of all, thanks for your kind words. Um, and, uh, I mean, our, what, what, you know, the mission statement is to champion the Bible, to share the love of Jesus. So really, we're about, irrespective of denomination, irrespective of the kind of church you go to, we're about the Bible or the Word of God as and and the message of the gospel, which is about Jesus. And moving forward, we're excited about uh, the current projects we're doing, and we've got this project which is about to um, distribute 120,000 Christmas booklets out for kids uh, to churches uh, at Christmas. And if you want to check that out, you can get onto our website, which is bibledsociety.org.au, and there's information there. We're looking definitely at uh, in working with our Indigenous brothers and sisters and working to get the Word of God into their Indigenous languages and also engaging with the next generation of people who, you know, my kids don't really, you know, read um, a paper Bible, but they do read their phones. And so we've got to, uh, looking forward and excited uh, about opportunities that we're working on to connect with the next generation of Australians and younger Australians to help them understand what is the message of the gospel, who is Jesus, and how is he relevant to their life through the Bible. Uh, so we're pretty fired up and pretty excited about the future uh, and, uh, and really honoured to have the opportunity to serve in this way. Thanks so much for your call, Glenn. Uh, brilliant. No, thank you very much. God bless you, buddy. See ya. 
And uh, also joining us on the line, we've got James from Cabram in Victoria. Hey, James, you got a question or a comment? Yeah, good day, Matt. Yeah, I sort of my question changed a bit through that answer because I'm actually trying to get a games room started up here in Kyabram, and so I'm interested in some of that material that um, Grant was mentioning. Um, it just had to contact Hillsong for that. Is that? Um, um, no, 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 no. Go to biblesociety.org.au. I, go I, to the Bible Society I, website, and all the information will be there. Yeah, so what my other the, what I was really going to ask was I sort of uh, you know I've been around a while as well with the, the Jeff Bullock in in the early days and but following uh, Brian's preaching has been great. He's just I mean I, he was great back then, but he's just getting better and better, isn't he? Um, and uh, so I just really appreciate some of his word. But um, what I was going to say is I've been in a couple of churches now, and like one church I was going to, and their, their idea was church is like a football game, you know, and you, you're knocking each other out of the way and it becomes very petty. Fortunately, I had a spiritual mother who used to say to me, "You know what I say to people is, if if someone's trying, if you're trying to offend me, uh, I've been offended by the best. So, so don't uh, don't don't think that's going to make a, a mark on my life. You know, with what you've done. But I'm in another church now, and, and they're just full of encouragement. You know, the spirit just comes and settles on the church, and it's uh, you know, I just and I, and for me, I think why why would anyone not want to encourage? You know, like kindness yeah. leads us to repentance and they had a good word on the other day about a guy uh, and his wife had come and she was be- um, beating around the bush saying, oh, you haven't mowed the lawns, but there was a deeper e- issue to the um, the whole matter. And, and, and the guy who, who said, I wish I could remember, I don't know if it was Bernie Diamond, it might have been uh, another fella, and he said if his wife had addressed it a better way by saying, hey, you know that restaurant that we went to, didn't you enjoy going there? Um, and and the guy said yes. He said, "Well, take me there again," you know. <laughs> and, and so he, mm. he gets all excited, goes out, just mows the lawn without a saying a thing, you know what I mean? Because mm. he's thinking, mm. "Oh, wow, yeah, that's a good opportunity," you know. Just how we yeah. word things to people can make so mm. much difference. And I, I've often thought about going to Hillsong to do the music school, um, but I haven't mm. got there. But I wondered what the fellowship was like. You know, it must be hard in a big church to you know interact with everybody. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, my thoughts are, I think, um, I think it doesn't really matter about the size of the church, actually. I think, really, it's the, it's the sense of community and family, and you can get that in, in a big church, or you can get that in a little church. And a lot of it actually comes down to, as you sort of mentioned, comes down to our own personal attitude. And it's like, you know, am I, am I going to get offended by little things, or am I just going to be bigger than that and, and have a spirit of grace and, you know, let people make their mistakes but love people anyway. I think if everybody has that attitude inside a church community, it becomes a really healthy place and, and people can flourish and, uh, you know, their, their lives can flourish, their families can flourish and, uh, you know, God is glorified. So, so much of it does come down to our own personal responsibility inside our own local church. Um, yeah. And, you know, the only problem with, with churches is they've got... Um, uh, people in them, <laughs> imperfect people like me and like you and like everybody else. So I think the spirit of grace is what counts. And yeah. uh, and I think you know, actually think I'm a big believer in the local church and big supporter of it. Good on you, James. Thanks so much for your call, mate. Thanks, Matt. God bless. God bless. Well, Grant, uh, our time is almost up, and uh, I just really want to thank you for giving us uh, your time today. And once again, if people want to find out more, the website is biblesociety.org.au and you'll find the links there to all the different uh, ministry arms that they have. And uh, Grant, we're praying that the Lord will continue to bless you and give you wisdom and favour 
and that uh, you'll continue to reach many people with the gospel uh, through your ministry at Bible Society, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.